spiritual lessons of negotiation games on this episode of Board Game Faith, the bi-weekly podcast exploring the intersection of religion, spirituality, and board games. My name is Daniel Hilty. My name is Kevin Taylor. And welcome to you, our wonderful listeners, to this episode of Board Game Faith. It is a joy uh, to have you here today. And Kevin, it's a joy to get to talk with you and to see you. How are you doing? Absolutely, Daniel. Good, good. How are you? Good. I, we're, doing, we're doing well. Thank you. As, as you know, we're in the middle of, a, of, of moving houses here. So uh, the, worst. the walls... Yeah, the walls are getting bare and a lot of boxes around, but we are, we're doing well. Thank you. And I'm glad, glad you all are doing well too. So today, Kevin, we are talking about spiritual lessons of negotiation games and negotiation right now is kind of in the news, at least as, as of the date of this recording of this podcast, um, uh, the United States president, President President Biden, is over in uh, Ireland to uh, mark the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement, uh, which was a a long negotiated and heavily negotiated um, set of agreements to end the the troubles in Northern Ireland um, 25 years ago, and wow. so so negotiation is certainly in the headlines right now, um, but to a much lesser extent. Uh, and much less important, of course, um, negotiation is also a, a mechanism that we encounter in in board games. Um, so maybe we thought a good place to get started with the episode is just to talk about what is a negotiation board game, if mm-hmm. maybe some of our listeners are less familiar with that. Kevin, do you have any thoughts on what, what's a negotiation board game? Yeah, I... I don't know if is it, I don't know if many games that are only that. I know it where they use a mechanism, and mm-hmm. one in particular is Settlers of Catan. Settlers mm-hmm. of Catan, some people mm-hmm. call it. Uh, who the creator just died very sadly. Um, yes, and that yes. is just such an important game in the history of board gaming. But in Settlers of Catan, there is a bit where you can trade resources and you can set the price. You know, I have two coal. And, and I really want two wood, and you have, and, and that seems like it'd be fair, two for two, but maybe I could get three wood out of you, or you only have one wood, and, and I'm looking, and I don't think you need the coal, but maybe you're going to do something amazing with it and get more points. So it creates that dynamic of, of uh, trying to get what you want, and trying to figure out what the other person wants. And of course, getting a good deal is always yeah. important in a game where you win by points. Yeah, yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, what about you? What are some negotiation games you think of? That's a great, Catan's uh, a great example. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, one of, as well as I think one of our favorites in the house is Bonanza. Um, that, right. Yeah, that great classic um, bean, bean farmer Um uh, trading card game. In fact, I would say it's probably, arguably, the most popular bean farmer trading card game that's out now, there. Now, hang on, Daniel. Let's, uh, let's not exaggerate. 
We're known I mean, for to, our credible claims. Uh, that's true. That's true. Um, I, there are many contenders in the bean farming trading card category. No, there aren't. But but Bonanza is yeah. great. And, and I'll, I'm actually going to get to that maybe a little bit later on why I like it so much. But there's there's a really interesting negotiation part of that game. Um, kind of like you were saying with Catan, you know, it's kind of you can you can um, trade essentially whatever you want. Um, we love Bonanza, but it has created a lot of uh, some uh, some family fights too. When when all four of us get together, because sometimes you try to negotiate some good deals, and sometimes they're not so good mm-hmm. for for everyone around the table. Because yeah, you you. you... You want to get what you want, and you don't want to benefit the other person too much, or you lose. That's right. But you That's still right. have to strike a balance. Yeah, Bonanza is another game where it, it, it the negotiation is just part of it. Right, right. really, you win with the set. You're trying to collect sets of things. But in order yeah. to do that, you really have to negotiate. I think almost a, a, um, a pure, as, as close as I can think of to a pure negotiation game, or, or maybe... 80 90 percent of it is, is negotiation is um is chinatown which is a game mm. that was is much loved by the shut up and sit down podcast um and that is just you know you get some randomly um distributed resources at various points in the game but otherwise it's just all negotiation you're just trying to negotiate huh, is it fun i've never played it it is fun it is fun um uh and it's also it also can be, um, uh, it, it can create tensions too, because you know, depending right. on how hard of a deal you want to you want to try to negotiate. Um, and then the last one that comes to my mind is that I think of is is New York Slice, um, um, which is this game. It's a, a mechanism called I Split You Choose, um, which is kind of maybe a sub mechanism of. Um, negotiation games but it's it's what you do with your kids when you when there's maybe just a little bit of cake left and you've got uh, two children and you say okay one of you can cut the cake and the other one gets to pick you know mm-hmm. which slice um mm-hmm. so anyway those are a few more and, that, and what i would add as well as we're talking twilight yeah. imperium has a has some really you, you can trade a lot of stuff kind of at any time i think that you're limited to in some ways but one of the cool bits is in those negotiations you have some promissory notes so you mm. give someone and it gives them a power over you so okay i will i will give you this money in exchange for this note which says if i ever attack you i will lose a victory point okay type okay. thing so it, it's it's a way of you're negotiating something now, but it also has influence later in the game. How how binding are those? Because I know you love they're absolutely Twilight. binding. If they're you attack binding. me, you lose the point. Then, okay. then then I give you the note back. Like like you only it's on one time thing, but it's it's forever. And then you could trade it with someone else. Like once you have okay. it, like I, I don't mind giving it to you. I didn't intend to give it to Ralphie, and then you're like, hey Ralphie, <laughs> I got his note. You want to give me some money for it? <laughs> And now I can't attack Ralph without losing a point, which means I can't win the game. So there's various ones, or, or there's one where, you, yeah, it, it's a really interesting bit where it's it's kind of like an IOU for oh, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> so it's That's... encouraging that that kind of sort of rabble rousing. But you don't you don't have to do any of that. You don't have to trade the notes at all if you don't want to. 
Unlike, say, I, Bonanza, where you have to trade to win. Like, you're not going to get it just by drawing cards. Right, right. I don't think. Right. I, 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 was, I was wondering if Twilight Imperium 4 would come up for you, because I know you've talked before about how much you love the, yeah, the negotiating aspects of the game. And, yeah, Such a beast, yeah. but it's it's a, it just casts a spell over the table, and I love that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. The magic circle. The magic yeah. circle, yeah. And people yeah. complain about table hogs, and I'm like, this is awesome, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's magic circles filling up my room. Yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely, yeah. And then, and you, you had, um, did you also mention the the prisoner's dilemma as, as an example of of? These yeah, games that's one here. way to think of negotiation. Yeah. And and the prisoner's dilemma is kind of I think it came out of philosophy of a moral. About making moral, rational choices, but it's a, it, it's a scenario, a, a sort of a mind thought experiment where two people have been arrested and they're in solitary, like the confinement, they can't talk to each other, and the police don't have good proof for their arrest. So what they want, they want each of them to to rat on the other person, to to turn them in for a better deal. So the main charge is if they if the police had evidence, you would get 10 years in prison. And the police are going to sentence you to two years in prison on a lesser charge unless you agree to turn in kind of the other person. And if you do, you'll be free and the other person has to serve the entire sentence. Okay. So your hope, it, 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 but the problem is you don't know what the other person's going to do, and if you both turn in the other person, you each get five years. Okay. Okay. If if no one turns anyone out, and you get two years, and if you turn in the other person and they don't turn you in, you get free and they get five years. Mm, mm. And so, what do you think the most logical negotiation choice is, Daniel? <laughs> Zero, two, five, or ten. Duh. I I need I I I feel yeah. I feel overwhelmed by the options. I mean, part of it the, is knowing the psychology think, of the person. I think that's person. why I'm so bad at negotiation games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have to kind of anticipate what the other person's going to do. It's built on trust. I mean, it's so much an exercise of trust. trust. Yeah, yeah. Or well, it is, and so I think the the logical answer usually, as it's presented, is you would neither turn the other person in because that gives you the best deal that you each will get only two year sentence. Right, right. So, th th but that's predicated on the other person seeing the scenario the same way. Right. So you're hoping that they're rational and they would also not, um, not make any kind of, th that they wouldn't turn you in. But you can't assume the other person you can't is going to act rationally. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hmm. Now, that's a great... Example so too. it's in Thank a way, way it's not, it, it, and I guess in a way it's it's a question of negotiation in your own mind. Right, right. And it does bring up the, I think, the issue of how, how much trust factors into these these negotiation mm -hmm. games. Whether you trust the person to be looking out for your best interests or not. I wonder, is that is that is that a prerequisite for good negotiation? 
that you trust the other person to have well but you're interested maybe not though yeah, I don't think – well, in a game, your goal is to win. So you right, do right. not have the other person's best interests. You right, only have right, your own. Right, right. Unless it is a uh, a co-op type game. Right. If your goal right. is to win, and that's the how we define a game, a la Bernard Suits Grasshopper, then I should negotiate to get myself the best deal and to get you the worst deal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Now, life is not really like that, but a game is. Right. Which I think that maybe is a good segue into what are some spiritual lessons we can uh, we can learn from from negotiation games? Um, um, Some 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 life lessons or some lessons about matters of spirit Mm -hmm. and faith that we can get from negotiation games. Um, and I know you and I have been talking a little bit about, about some here. Um, you like me to, to jump in or do you have some, you want to jump in one you're dying to share? Well, one, th- th- this is, was your thought, but, but one would be that they're very creative by yes, nature. Yes, yes, yes. So you can create yep. opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's probably the thing that I absolutely love most about, about, um, about negotiation games. I, I, um, at some point along the way, someone was explaining Bonanza to me, or as I was learning about Bonanza, there's, you know, they say, okay, the very first part of the game, there's like two halves of the game. And the first half is very restricted. You know, it's like, it's like, you can't, you can't, you can't change the order of the cards in your hand. I mean, how, how restrictive is that? You know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's really, really tight. There are these incredible, a set of, of constricting rules that just make you feel like you can't breathe. But then the other half of the game is it's like anything goes like you can offer anything you want in this negotiation. And, and for me, the joy of, of that game, but also I think we have just the larger joy of negotiation games is the contrast between the restriction of rules and just right. this almost kind of intoxicating freedom, you know, to do anything you want. And, uh, at, and I think there is maybe, yeah, there, because it is so creative, you can just, whatever, whatever your mind can imagine is something that you can offer up as a deal, you know? And, um, and, and I, I, I think that that offers, uh, um, uh, that offers maybe some, some, some reflection on, on, on life. You know, I think uh, oftentimes life can be um, the most fun, the most creative in that interplay between um, restriction and freedom, you know, between the rules mm-hmm. of life and the uh, radical freedom of life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it makes me think about like, you know, for a river to go anywhere, uh, you know, it needs to have, it needs to have um, uh, banks, you know, it needs to have the land on either side kind of directing it. But, but where the river is going, uh, the river itself is this kind of swirling, wonderful chaos. But otherwise, if it doesn't have the banks on the side of it, it just becomes a flood, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. That, that's, I guess that's one lesson that comes to me from negotiation games, that life can often be at its most fun and creative in that tension and that interplay between, between rules and freedom. Um, right. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, I, and it sounds like you like the energy of two people coming to an agreement. And that is like they both feel like they're getting something out of it. And so right. both parties are happy. So there's a real excitement there. Like, oh, I, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, they get excited about. Yeah. Because if it's yeah, a bad yeah. deal for you, you just don't like, no, I'm not going to do that. Right, right, right. And then if you say, well, that's all you're going to get, that can, um, that could, that could, we've had some people get up from the, the table of Bonanza when that's, when it, when it gets to that point. Yeah. So, you know, that's, really? yeah, that's, um, in, in some Bonanza plays. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, you know, and that kind of makes me think about, um, you know, in, in the, in the Christian tradition, in the Bible, you'll, some of the books, the letters written by this guy, Paul, you know, the apostle Paul, who often talk about kind of this contrast between life of under the law and life under freedom and, you know, and the freedom of grace or, or free. And, and, and he, I think he often seems to imply that life is kind of lived out in the, in the meeting place of those, of those, of those two things that um, Mm -hmm. the restriction of law is, is a backdrop that gives us uh, joy in the, in the, uh, uh, yeah, the possibilities of, of freedom. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, that's, that's, that's one. Nice. Yeah, yeah. A, another spiritual lesson here is really learning about others. And, yeah. and that if you're playing a game, you sort of learn what someone else's style is. And the classic would be poker, which is not a game that, I, I mean, I, I've played it with, just the chips and not real money. So I always have to be introduced to what beats what in things. But that's a game very much. Well, I guess that's not a negotiation game. You take that back. But it is a bluffing game. And that's the, the guess, the great bluffing game because you can win with really bad cards if you can just convince people that you have good cards. Right, right. And so a negotiation game has a little bit of that of, well, I know that Daniel drives a hard bargain. So I make certain assumptions or I know when Daniel gets excited, he's about to win. So no deal, buddy, no deal. But then you may know that. So maybe you try to get a better deal by pretending, by trying to invert your natural tendencies. Mm, mm. So whenever I'm in games with negotiation, especially for playing with the family, I kind of, you know, I know who to, I know which person to drive a hard bargain with. Yeah, they're yeah, probably going to win. <laughs> I was wondering about that. I mean, I mean, not not naming any specifics or any you know any people, but yeah, but just in general, what are some of the lessons you feel like uh, mm-hmm. negotiation games teach you about about have taught you about others over the years? Yeah, well, like like who really wants to win and who is mostly just there to have fun, mm-hmm. and uh, who's who's. Yeah, I guess how are they a uh, are they playing? Yeah, what, uh, I'm I'm fading on the words here. I'm gonna cut this. No, part it's up. fine. No, no, no worries. No worries. <laughs> are no they worries. a turtle? What, what's the image? Are they a turtle or are they a shark? Maybe that's. Have you ever heard those about okay, people? Okay. Like turtles okay. are people that draw in at conflicting sharks or like rawr yeah and yeah, some yeah. people you really see that i was trying to think of the animals and i was earlier and i was like um lions no <laughs> sharks with lasers on their heads Pangolin. no yeah so yeah you, you get to see their style and some people love conflict 
I shouldn't yeah. say love it, but they get energy and it, yeah. they don't see it as offensive. Other people are kind of terrified. And seeing who you are and also just knowing yourself and others and knowing that maybe that's something to work on. Yeah. That there's nothing wrong with driving a good deal as long as you're not deceiving anyone. And there's nothing and there can be something bad with always trying to take advantage of others. If you're I, sharp. I was wondering, can, can a negotiation game be fun if um, if somebody turtles? You know, if someone's like, uh, oh, sure, whatever Probably you want. Probably not, actually. Because I find that's that's one of my struggles with with uh, I can I can get to a point in negotiation negotiation games when I do that, you know where I do that where it's just like oh sure <laughs> you know whatever right, you want right. and uh, and I'm not I, sure I tend to do that as well yeah, yeah yeah but then it doesn't it maybe not as fun by contrast no, I mean, the other person may just want to win but most people want to win well and they kind of if they know they can get you to do it anyway it's not as challenging yeah yeah yeah. I think the other contrast, another point on that um, makes me think of is there have been times when I've been playing a negotiation game, especially like Chinatown, this, where there is a certain joy in just becoming that other person, you know, that you're not yes. normally, you know, whereas normally I might turtle and say, sure, whatever. But there have been some moments where it's like, you know, boy, have I got a bargain for you. Right, you know, right, how about, right. you know, and I know you, you know, I just had to become this kind of this salesperson that I might not be at any other point in life, but there's such a joy in that and exploring a different part of my that personality, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Bonanza is great because some of that, you're trying to get rid of cards that are gumming up your hand and you may mm -hmm. unwittingly give someone they really want the card they really want. So along those bits of, well, no, I I don't want those, and then and then you give them. They're like, yes, and they got the beat. They got the coffee beans they wanted, right? <laughs> they suddenly, yeah. Um, so it, it it can be fun to go to the dark side, whatever your dark side is. Like, yeah. Well, I guess if you're a shark, it's not fun to be a turtle. No. No. So I'll take that back. It's only fun for turtles to get to pretend to be sharks. Yeah. Yeah. That's huh. true. Aww. Well, I like it. I, I like it. Learning about others, now. another good spiritual lesson on, on yeah. negotiation games. Um, thank you. That's good. That's good. Another one that um, has occurred to me as we were preparing for this is that negotiation games uh, or negotiating, negotiating in general uh, can be a good shortcut to identifying what's really important. Mm -hmm. uh, in a conversation or in a conflict. Um, I mean, I, I think you see that pretty quickly in games, you know, when, you, when you're negotiating again, right? The point is points. The point is points. And, um, you know, and, and so um, any negotiations then kind of ultimately um, boil down to um, what will allow me to get the most points and what will allow you to feel comfortable with the points that you're getting you know, too. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so it's a very, it's a, it's a way of kind of quickly cutting through all of the distractions until you get to really what matters most. But, but when you negotiate in other areas of, of life, it can get more complex um, where it's not necessarily about, about points. Um, I, I was, um, I was, I was thinking about um, that example 
Um, I'm trying to think of negotiation stories in the Bible. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a story in, uh, in, in first Kings chapter three that a lot of people know about, uh, just really, a really an odd story where, you know, these two women come up to King Solomon and, um, and they both claim to be the mom of this child and this child, you know, tragically died. Uh, uh, and um, no, 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 no. They both had two children. I'm sorry. They both had a child. One child tra- tragically died. One child survived. And, uh, and so they both claim to be the mom of this child and they come up to Solomon and, uh, and, and Solomon. Yeah, they're claiming to be the, the mother of the living child. Right, right. Yep, yep. And so Solomon, uh, you know, in preparation for this episode, I really like should have read the Bible and should have been, I should have, I should have gotten my source material right. Thank you for, for setting it straight. And so, so King Solomon says, well, I know what, <laughs> I know what to do. Oh no! Oh no! I've made Kevin <laughs> angry. King uh, Collins says, "Well, I know what to do. Let's cut the baby in half, and then we'll give. You know, this is because per- that's fun. That's yeah, and we'll give one half to the one and one half to the other. And uh, and of course, the, the real mom goes. Uh, one woman says, "No, whatever you do, don't that, don't do that." And the other one's like, "Sure, that's fine." And King Solomon says, "Aha! Now I have discovered the real mother. The real mother is." the one who doesn't want me to cut the child in half and you can have right. the, and, and, you know, it, it, I mean, it's, it's a, it, it's a, it's a weird example. It's a gruesome example. It's an odd example, but it, but it, it's an example, I think of how that negotiation really cut, cut to not, no pun intended, uh-huh. cut to the, the, the real issue there, which is who, who loves this child? Like a mom would love this, this child, you know, who, who right. really cares about this child. And, Negotiation seems to have a way of, of taking away everything else but what matters most. I don't know. Any of your thoughts on that? or No, that's, that's so interesting. And it makes me think, oddly, of that negotiation is partly what happens in a conversation. And so if you come to me asking a question or with a dilemma, part of it is negotiating what's this really about or what's going on mm-hmm. or is this a power play? And it's reminding me of how the Pharisees would try to trap Jesus in the New Mm. Testament, the Gospels, with certain questions. Like a classic one was, should we pay the temple tax? So they ask Jesus this, and it's a trap because if he were to say, yes, you should pay it, then it's going to tick off the the Jews at the time who were anti-Rome because their Roman Empire controls Israel. But if he says, don't pay it, he's going to tick off the Romans and the Jews that are more pro-Rome. So he's kind of trapped. And the way he negotiates his way out of that is to say, well, whose image is on the coin? And they say, well, it's Caesar's. And Jesus famously says, render or give to Caesar what is Caesar's, which is the people have continued to debate exactly what he meant. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so yeah, it's like yeah, a negotiation yeah. by he kind of evades their question and raises another question and then, you know, mic drop and is out. And mm. we still aren't sure exactly what that means mm. from what mm. I've read about it. Like people can argue, well, you should pay it or maybe it means everything is God's or maybe money doesn't matter. You can take a lot of lessons from it. But does it seem to you like that moment is kind of like the Solomon story? It's sort of a negotiation of what's this really about? It is. It is. And as you're saying that, it strikes me that, that you know, maybe so much of, of, of good negotiation 
involves discovering the uh, previously unknown third option, you know, like yes. the, 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 the third way, you know, because we, I think we've talked a little bit about this before on this podcast, but, you know, the Pharisees again and again tried to think to trick trap Jesus, trick Jesus into kind of this, uh, this either or binary polarized kind of thinking, you know, like it's, it's either this or that, you know, it's either you're going to pay your taxes or you're not, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, um, and, and Jesus again and again, you know, refuses to play that kind of either or game and in negotiating that, that tension mm-hmm. quite frequently introduces this, this third way of thinking about right. something, this third option and negotiation. I wonder, I wonder if that's maybe, maybe kind of the heart of what negotiation is just introducing, mm-hmm. introducing a third option into a previously it could be tube option I think, only I think that's great system. and I think it can be that I do think it can also be your earlier point of revealing what's really at stake here yeah, so the, yeah. the the Pharisees and of course these are caricatures of the Pharisees in the New Testament they doubtless were uh, they were not they're kind of one dimensional characters in the gospels so the gospels are are describing a you know, certain point of view uh, but but they were trying to trap Jesus, and Jesus kind of reveals that they're trap. Right. So he's sort of right, also right. he's prevent he's he's presenting a third option they didn't give, but he's also showing what they were really after. I think that's what reminded me of the King Solomon story. You're right. Is, you're right. This is this you know by by threatening to kill this baby, I'm revealing who the real mom is or what the real agenda is, which somebody's trying to steal a baby that's not theirs. And so one person wants to save the baby and have the baby, another person just wants the baby. And yeah. Solomon's answer sh- sorts out who's who. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the glass onion uh, knives out the third installment. Yeah. <laughs> with James glass Bond. On, glass onion. With James Bond. I'm Bible a Louisiana James Bond on the bayou. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's got this French, New Orleans, something crazy accent. Or a uh, crazy uh, version of it, I mean. Of course, right, 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 right. right. Uh, it's um, a caricature. Caricaturized. Of accent, Car- yeah. yeah. No, I, and that goes back to your the point. The only I crazy think. accent is Daniel's. So. I, I, I do, I do have I mean, a, listen to them. I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. I, I agree. Um, no, no, I, I agree, Kevin. And I, I think what you're saying that also kind of gets back to your previous point about negotiation, helping to understand others too, that, that mm-hmm. uh, good negotiation identifies what's really at stake, mm-hmm. which is often really these not very complicated small set of feelings that we're all dealing with on the inside, you know, right. um, but you may not even know what they are. They're hiding the, from you. You even, exactly. That's the way the exactly. human mind works. So you don't exactly. know until you talk about it, what you actually want. Exactly. Exactly. It reminds me of, you know, one of the pieces of advice I've gotten as a pastor over the years that has really helped me. And I mean, it's, and it's certainly nothing besides preach shorter sermons besides preach shorter sermons and and shave off your beard uh-huh. and um and and, and use mouthwash and yeah. look and and be more be more handsome right. um which i can't do and be more like kevin which i'm aspiring right. to do um, one day my child is is that um 
you know, so often when somebody gets mad at you, when somebody when somebody is, directs anger toward you, and this, I mean, I, I've heard in the context of being a pastor, but but this and this applies to everything in life. You know, that so often when somebody becomes angry at you, mad at you, especially, especially if it seems, seems to come just out of nowhere, that very often, very often that really has very little to do with you. You know, right. that, that it's because there's something else going on that's very important that probably has to relate to a very small number of potential feelings in the person, like fear or shame um, honestly, those two things, <laughs> um, you know, that, that so often grief, fear and shame or grief. Yeah. That is motivating people. And, and, and that motivates all of us, including, you know, including me for sure too. It's part of being human. And that, um, if we can, as Jesus, you're just seems, a lightning rod, you're just, right. you're just receiving right, displaced right. feelings. Yeah. Right. And Jesus seemed especially adept at kind of figuring out what those what those um, mm-hmm. those core underlying issues are I mean so many of the great religious traditions as well I mean Buddhism speaks a lot about this as, as well I know and probably other religious traditions too but um, you know that at the at the heart of so much um, suffering uh, or anger is a um, is a hurt mm-hmm. is a hurt child. And so, you know, right. it, that there's a hurt child. So we child. have to negotiate everyone's hurt child as well as our own yeah. when we yeah. speak or when we interact. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's really true. That also reminds me of a bit of wisdom I heard, which is when you're dealing with people in your family or friends or, you know, close relationships and somebody is, uh, you know, trying, you're trying to negotiate a, a moment or, or something you all are wanting to do. One way to deal with that is, what does this look like to you? Which in a weird way is saying, what do you want? Like, like you want to go t- to dinner with these, right, somebody or whatever. What does that actually look like? And that enables someone to say what they want because they may not be sure what they want. So tell me what that looks like. So if somebody is, is in your, in some close relationship is saying, it's like arguing for something, just that yes. follow-up question, what does that look like to you? Yes, it's, really it's in the moment of an argument, potentially, which is kind of a negotiation. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you, There's something you want, something they want. You can't negotiate till you declare the terms, which is what does this look like? What does this mean to you? Hmm. Like, hmm. Um, can, can we adapt this in a way that gets to what you really want, but also makes it something that I can get on board with or, or interface with a way that, that creates a, a win-win. That is, that's a great way of yeah, yeah, nice identifying way. those core I'm issues. I'm not real yeah. good at using it, but I've heard of it. What does it look like to you? <laughs> that's, <laughs> I, I, I feel because, because to your point, like we, we have to identify what the core issue or value is and we don't always know it till we have to start dictating terms. Right. Right. You know, I, it reminds me of, um, I, I was looking up the etymology of negotiate of negotiate in preparation Nerd. for this episode. The <laughs> entomology? There's a the there's a bug. The, there's a both the etymology bug. and the entomology. Yeah. The negotiating ant. The negotiating beetle is is uh, it's it's a hard it's a hard bug <laughs> to crack. Uh, but no, the the etymology. They they, um, they release their bids through pheromones. That's, that's. I will give five exactly. ant baby sacks for your. And it's just the smell erupts from their 
pores, right? Because don't ants communicate with pheromones? I think I think they do. They don't I think talk. They, do. they just chemicals. And, they just sweat. And bees, bees through wiggles, right? And so um, it could be a negotiating wiggle. I think we as human beings should negotiate by wiggling. I think that's what we should do more. Um, I do it all the time. It's just that I'm seated and you can't see it. So. We should. I, yeah. Well, I, I think in honor of of wiggle negotiation and our bee friends, we should do the rest of the podcast communicating only through wiggles. Right, right, okay, um, everybody. I want you to go into your local McDonald's and order a Big Mac. And when they tell you the amount, just wiggle and see what they do. Just do a little wiggle. Whether you agree to that price point. <laughs> I I am going to get on the we need more wiggling bandwagon. And yes. I, I think that's... But How no, much um, for this car? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you see me wiggle? <laughs> I, said, I, said, I said 700. That was a 700 wiggle. That was a 7 wiggle. <laughs> now I'm going to sweat the next number. <laughs> That would be Fair great. That'd be great. What a bunch of idiots. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they anyway. Use their mouths to talk. It's the, <laughs> or it's God. genius. It's genius, too. And it's I guess so. Yes. I, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Their mandibles are only for eating, not for talking. That's pretty awesome, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Saving energy. Um, but the, the etymology of negotiate um, involve. I think it's like literally like um, not... Um, not having leisure or not being at leisure. What? Yeah. In other words, it's work. It's hard work. And I think oh, it's so interesting. Yeah. So like negotiation is hard work. It's, it's the opposite of taking it easy. Like our natural oh. inclination is not to negotiate. And so it's hard work. It's not taking it easy to negotiate. And I, th- I thought that was really interesting. Does that... that. Is really interesting. I'm having to look right now, actually. Yeah, yeah. Let really me know curious. if I'm wrong. And in the meantime, I'm going to uh, wiggle and uh, and send pheromone communication <laughs> through this podcast. Why the internet does not smell. This is why ants never invented the internet. That's right. That's right. You can't right. smell through it. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, are you? Um, are, yeah. So that's great. That's great. And another spiritual lesson. Yes, of negotiation games. Yes. Uh, Are, we, do you want me to take one or do you want to? Yeah, you go ahead. Because the f- number four on our list is kind of similar to one we had earlier. Yeah, I mean, it is It is really, um, it, it is, you're right. This idea of, of negotiation games kind of fostering sympathy and understanding. I think that goes well with what you were saying. This idea of, of learning about the others. Um and it does, you know, all of these are, are tied into, tied, tied into um, each other. But, you know, the more negotiating requires that we put ourselves in other people's shoes. Um, and on a very simple level, we see that in games. In Bonanza, if I see that you're collecting stink beans, mm-hmm. and by the way, I would love to find a can of stink beans in the grocery store, but I haven't found it yet. If I know that you're collecting stink beans... I mean, yeah, on a very basic like level. Nothing like a stink bean taco. Right. <laughs> so good. I know to offer you stink beans because I'm putting myself in a very basic level in your shoes and I understand that you want stink beans. You know, it's mm-hmm. a negotiation. In some ways, it's good exercise for sympathy and understanding of of other people. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. That's I hadn't thought of that, but you can't do a solo negotiating game. You you have to deal with other people and and sort of look at what they're after and and analyze the table. Yeah. So yeah, maybe that's a problem yeah. with real euro games that there's no negotiating. So yeah, you end that's up true. looking just at your little stuff right. and not paying attention to what other people are doing. Right. Right. And <laughs> yeah, and you're paying attention to what other people are doing in a way that Make sure you're sensitive to what's, to what's best for them. Yeah, yeah. What's best for them, but not so that they win. What did they want? And what right. can I give them that will enable me to defeat them? <laughs> right. Or at least to get what I want. Or, yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, no, I mean, if you're playing them. to win. I mean, if that's what, yeah. yeah, if it's a competitive game. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, it's terrible to play a negotiating game and then you end up giving the person the thing and then they win. You're like, dang it. Exactly. Like, yeah. it's, you know, you don't want to yeah. do that. I, I, I gave you that stink bean. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. You get the assist, except for it's the other team, which is a basketball ref, or it's volleyball. I think it might be um, dodgeball reference. Is it? A, okay, okay. Hockey? That's the Hockey. one with the with well, There's the one they play on the street, right? which could involve ice or not. I'm I, think, I think dodgeball is with ice on a street and a putter <laughs> and a broom. <laughs> I, I believe that's the one. I believe yeah. that's the one. Yeah. Um, we need to do a spinoff, uh, a Board Game Faith sports podcast, by the way. Too. We should. I think, I think we have a lot of great sports uh, insights into this. Uh, and on, the on secret the, behind all of it is I hate sports. Just <laughs> Nick and, <laughs> um, I mean, what you, you buy ticket, you have to pay to go. Like, what? <laughs> they should be paying me. Oh, don't get me started. I know, I know. I feel the same way. I feel the same way. It's like, oh, oh I think we're going have to probably... Have you to a football game? Like, oh, you pay I... for a slice of metal that's cold with no back outside. I know. And it could rain. So, so that like, I can watch, I could watch people that I have no connection to throw a ball to each other with right. much waiting in between. I no, I, I think well, my probably, back I, hurts and my butt gets cold. Oh and, and I could have been at home playing a board game with people that I love. <laughs> or I could just be throwing $20 bills in the fireplace. It's about the same thing. <laughs> I think we're alienating some of our listeners here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, y'all. We love I have, you. I have, I, while I'm, while I understand and I'm with you, Kevin, I have cut, as I know you have too, I've come to understand and know and love that uh, that that um, that watching sports it fulfills for many people the same thing as playing a board game for me, and so I, I respect yeah, that. There's no uncertainty, that, but, and there's a winning. Yeah, yeah I can yeah, see that. Yeah. But however, but, I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. There's a few I, of us, <laughs> and there is kind of and that's that assumption. John Hodgman, you remember John Hodgman? He was a comedian. Yes, uh, yes, I love John book. Hodgman. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. We talked about this book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my favorite quotes of, of his was, and this kind of kind of captures me. Oh, he said, no. he said, he said, I don't mind. He said, I don't mind other people being sports fans. He says, what bothers me is the assumption, their assumption that I am. He said, he says, it's, <laughs> it's, he says, it's not as if I go up to other people and say, hey, who's your favorite Doctor Who? <laughs> <laughs> captures it so well it's so great anyway 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 oh, it's so funny um, we love all of our <laughs> listeners whether you enjoy sports or not and we yes. respect you and love you um well maybe our last our last uh, spiritual lesson if you don't mind who might, might get us to that too yeah let's go uh, 
is that we've kind of, we've been dancing around this all this I think a lot of us is that this idea that there there can be more important measures of success than just personal gain mm-hmm. and and you know and I because if I'm honest a good negotiation game it feels good but in the moment it doesn't never feels it never feels quite as good as like me just winning without giving up anything you know, I because that's you know that's oh I love you know that's you know, but it's always like oh I had to give up a little something to make this this and I'm not proud of that I'm just saying how it feels in that moment, mm-hmm. and and I would say that maybe framing that as personal gain and negotiation games are reminders that they're that that personal satisfaction is not always the best measure of the best outcome right um, that 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 in interconnection and how we're interconnected matters more in the long term than kind of my own personal glory story, you know, in a, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and, um, and you feel and, interconnected how? Like where well, you feel I, I think, the most? I think we see that in negoti- negotiation games in that, you know, their reminder that this game isn't just, even if I want to win, the reminder to me that this game isn't just about me, right? That, that, right. That we're all pull, pulling from the same resources. That they that this other person has interest in the, their resources too. That they're wanting to right, right. To I look, see. I to see. Look yeah. good. Um, and um, it reminds so, and we see this of course, of course, in a lot of religion and faith teachings. Um, the thing that came to my mind was, um, you know, when uh, Jesus again has tried the the Pharisees, religious leaders, trying to trick Jesus, say, you know, what's the greatest teaching, you know, and. And Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I once read, it was a, a Greek Orthodox um, um, theologian who was writing about a, G, a Jewish rabbi uh, okay. commenting on this passage, love your neighbor as yourself. No, no it's a rabbi no, no joke. Write no, about no. each other. Okay. Um, and they were playing hockey on, on, um, on the... Um, on ice and with brooms. Um, no, but the, 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 um, but, but the Jewish rabbi in, in this, in this encounter he had said something really fascinating, which has really stuck with me that we make an assumption when we, when we hear that commandment that Jesus talks about, which itself comes from the Hebrew Bible, but love your neighbor as yourself. We make an assumption that that means love your neighbor to the same extent that you love yourself right? Mm-hmm. As means to the same extent as in that case. And I do think there's a good argument for that. And, 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 and it's good to hold on to that. But as can mean something else. As can also mean love your neighbor as being yourself. As, as, and, 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 this, and this Jewish rabbi made this point that we love our neighbors because they are us, right? The, the, the sense of interconnection the, the, oh, as right, being right. ourselves we don't love our neighbors to the same extent as ourselves. We love our neighbors as being ourselves. And that the more we recognize the importance of interconnection, the more we come to realize that loving our neighbor is loving ourselves and looking out for our neighbor and their, and their interest in, mm-hmm. in a negotiation is also looking out for our interest in our Everything's negotiation. Everything's connected. Here. Everything, yeah. everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Anyway, does any of that resonate yeah, with you or what no, are your thoughts? No, I, yeah. I mean, I, it's really got me thinking how I've been playing more euros and, and you don't get these dynamics. Like you, you, it's very much about how do I maximize resources and you're not connected to other people necessarily or working with them. Yeah. So yeah, yeah you're right. I can see that. 
it's really a different type of game. You know, one other kind of Euro Euroy game that ties into this that we ha- that I didn't think about till right now that we haven't talked about, but it's kind of negotiation. Eh, not really, but Monopoly is is Monopoly. That's right. Oh, of course, Monopoly, <laughs> Monopoly. Yeah, but uh, is um, Jamie Stegmeier has a couple of these games, and I'm sure others probably do too. But has a couple of these games where you are cooperatively building something with your neighbor to your right and your neighbor to your left. Mm-hmm. And then your score at the end of the game is the lower score of those two things that you are building with your neighbor to your left, your neighbor to your right. And, you know, and so you are, you have to want what's right. best for your neighbor in order to win that game. You have to, and that's just genius. You know, I, that is I, I really, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's um, not those, a negotiation. Well, I guess it's de- deciding when, when you use that strategy maybe yeah yeah but but it's it's more of an, a way of getting an interconnectedness uh, i don't know those other games but i know side has a bit where when you develop something it does depend on your what your neighbor when your neighbor takes an action you benefit so being aware of their boards is a way of avoiding the whole euro trap of just you know right looking at right. your board jamie stegmeyer seems especially good at that positive player interaction Mm-hmm. Um, I think mechanism. he wants to be on our podcast. I think he does too. He's a we Missourian. Just need to ask him. He's a Missourian. If any of our listeners out there um, have any connections to to Jamie, let us know, please. We'd love to to have him right. on. Um, well, or cool. Jamie Oliver. We could take it either Jamie. We could have both Jamies, Jamie Oliver and Jamie Stegmeyer. That's true. We could have. We could. They could talk to each other about games and and cooking and cooking and sports. Right <laughs> and and bugs and, bugs. and uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other other Jamie Jamie Fox Jamie Fox could be Jamie on Fox. as well uh, right. Jamie Jamie Farr oh my that's a deep cut do you remember G- Jamie Farr from the from the 1970s wasn't no. okay I think he was on Mash Jamie Farr oh man we're I'm dating myself um, I'm gonna stop before I I. I give my age away. I'm going uh, deep catalog here. Oh, That's a record reference to uh, LPs. Uh, Jamie. Jamie. Um, now, my nephew right. had a friend named Jamie. That boy would run outside. <laughs> had a turkey chase him around the house once. Um, <laughs> my so mom anyway. just told a story about being chased by a turkey around the house. Somebody. <laughs> And as they went around, they, they said, open the door the next time. Like, like the next time they come around, they were going to try to flee in. <laughs> That's like, awesome. Did it work? Come around, get the screen door. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to ask her. Anyway, That's awesome. That's awesome. But we have a contest. Yes. Yes. Special announcement. Uh, Special announcement. Ding, 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 ding. We are so grateful uh, for all of our wonderful listeners and followers and um, we are uh, just about to break a thousand followers on Instagram. And in fact, we, as of this morning, I think we have, we're going to give ourselves a little cushion, but, um, right. but that means, bots. right, right. Um, to celebrate a thousand followers for board game faith on yes. Instagram, uh, we're having a contest and the contest is show us your board game faith. And Kevin, would you mind 
telling a little bit, what does that mean? What are we asking our listeners to do to show us your board game faith? What we're asking you to do is get a photo of yourself at your place of worship with some of your games. So you could, right? I mean, you could be in the fellowship hall or outside or within your church or your uh, mosque, synagogue, whatever, you know, whatever seems appropriate to you. But get we want to get a something on the property of your house of worship with some of your games. You can set them up or you could just do the box lids would be fine, right? Yeah, so absolutely. Can, however absolutely. you can flex religiously and game boardy. That's what we want. Does that's that sound right. fair? And we've exactly. got some demos. We do. You'll be watch our Instagram account you and Facebook. You'll be seeing those demos coming out soon. This was inspired by, by the way, by a photograph that's already on our social media, uh, Takuya Onosan. Uh, what our episode that with him, he the cover photo for that was a picture of him in his house of worship with board games around him. That's what inspired this. Which I'm if so you, jealous because between the robes, but also he has so many games set up. Must have taken yeah, a long time. I must have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you post a picture of yourself with your board games at your house of worship, um, uh, we ask that you p- include the hashtag board game faith, hashtag mm-hmm. board game faith somewhere in the posting. And we're going to search for those for those hashtags, and um, all of the pictures that are posted with a hashtag board game faith by uh, May thirty first. May thirty first will go into uh, yeah, the end of May. We'll go into um, a, co- a, a drawing. We're going to randomly draw for prizes. The grand prize is you're going to get a new board game faith celebration T shirt. It's a brand new T shirt. Mm. Plus, you can receive a board game faith coffee mug or help. Kevin and me pick an episode topic and record the intro for that episode. The second prize, I know, the second prize is a new Board Game Faith Celebration t-shirt. The third prize is a Board Game Faith coffee mug. So, And the fourth prize is a virtual hug from both of us. It is. It is. That's right. Actually, actually, that's the grand prize for everyone. (laughs) Is our love for you. Yay. Um, um, Because we think you're all winners. That's um, right. So this is through Instagram. Show us your board game faith, and uh, we're excited to see what we what see what games you have and where you choose to take a photo. And we've got some. We've got Daniel and I have done this, and so yeah, let's let's see what everyone's doing for this. It'll be great. Yeah, yeah. Please do and check out Instagram for more details. We look forward to seeing your board game faith, and yes. we look forward to having you back here for our next episode. Our next episode. Uh, we are so excited. I'm so excited to get uh, to welcome. We're so excited to get to mel- welcome Mandy Hutchison, Hutchinson from the Salt and Sass podcast. She is going to be joining us to discuss games that teach part two. Games that Excellent. teach part games two. Teach. Yeah. All right. And in the meantime, Kevin, how any ways, words of wisdom for how people can connect to us? Go to our link tree for Board Game Faith. Link yep. tree, Board Game Faith, and they can find us there. And... We'd love to see you. Yep. Kevin, have a great day. Bye-bye, everybody.